Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Severs and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. It's good to be back with you. Uh, welcome back to the show, Pastor Corey. Um, yeah. This is our second episode of 2020. 2020. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. All right. What are we awesome. talking about today, Tim? Well, we are eventually going to get our way to the topic of the Lord's Supper, the Lord's or Communion, Supper. or Eucharist. Eucharist. Okay. You know, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Um, yeah. One of the things we did want to talk about just a little bit before we got there, though, was our, our message from yesterday. We had mm-hmm. a guest guest preacher, Dr. Charles Revis, yeah. um, executive minister for Mission Northwest, uh, kind of a regional uh, partner for us, and right. a network of churches at missionnorthwest.org. Uh, Mission Northwest. Yeah. And um, he came and, and, and taught to us about the topic of scripture, right? which yes. was this huge, massive, I've been wondering ever since we assigned this topic, like, how do you how do you do that? Yeah. In one sermon. <laughs> and, and I, I thought it was marvelous. Uh, we've been reflecting on it. we got to hear it twice. Um, it's on our website, palousechurch.org, under resources, under sermons. Um, he, he, he showed a Bible project video to start. So if you're listening to the audio file, the first audio will be of the Bible project. But I yes. encourage you, you can maybe fast forward that and instead go watch the video version of it. If you're driving or something, don't do that. Listen yeah. to the audio. But um, but then he gives his uh, sermon. And um, his sermon, I'll let it speak for itself mainly, but a great mix of basics about what is the Bible, but also what challenges do we face in our culture in believing in the Bible, using the Bible, and then how to use the Bible, Yeah. how can the Bible bless you, what are some basic practices. It was a mix of um, wisdom, personal experience, and uh, background information about the Bible. I thought it was just wonderful. Um, so, yeah, give, it a, give yeah, it a listen, folks. Absolutely. I know, you know, you think some, he, he even said, you know, sometimes when he goes to the Bible project, he always learns something new yeah. or, or kind of is reminded of yeah. something that maybe kind of falls out of your your regular yeah. track of thinking. And and his sermon was like that too. It's like it, it affirms some of those things that you know and believe about Scripture, but also informs and is like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And, and, and then helps you kind of grow in your view of Scripture and its importance and how to use it in your life. So it really was... It really was a, a wonderful sermon, mm-hmm. and, and I so appreciate him taking the time to come and, and share that with our congregation and with anybody now. I mean, because we've put it online, anybody who wants to yeah. listen to that. It's awesome. Uh, and, oh, what was I going to say about that, Tim? Right along those lines. Oh, yeah, if, if you feel intimidated by the Bible or um, you are not really a student of the Bible yet, um don't think that this sermon isn't for you. I think there's plenty of stuff in there for how to begin with the Bible too. So yeah. it was one of these interesting sermons with whether you're a bit down the road, you know, years and years and years, uh, and feel like you've read a lot of the Bible and it's even become, as he said, old hat to you, uh, or you're just beginning and you have a lot of questions about it. Uh, really, wherever you're at, take a listen to it. If you're a pastor listening to this in one of our sister churches, which I've actually heard there's a couple of folks who who, for whatever reason, listen to our podcast. I, that's amazing. That's Yeah, that's one word for it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> and, but 
uh, consider having Charles come and deliver that sermon. Yeah. Or uh, uh, and listen to it yourself. I, like Tim said, there'll be things that uh, even as us ministers. Uh, who spend time working from the Bible, we, we need to hear and remember. So, all right. It was awesome. Yeah. Blueschurch.org under resources. Yeah. Cool. Now we're going to move on to our our next topic in our series. Is that right? Yeah, I think okay. so. Unless you had a joke you wanted to uh, share. Maybe well, that's a let good me introduce intro. the topic and then, yeah. then I'll, okay. I, I might okay. have a joke. You might have a joke. That's kind okay. of, that's got kind of a serious point to it, though. Okay. Okay, but... Uh, so we are in this series called Passion Fueled Basics of a Healthy Life. And the idea behind this series is talking about some of the basics or essentials of the Christian faith that we might uh, neglect or overlook. Um, sure. And that thinking about them again or thinking deeply about them for the first time can really fuel our passion to be a follower of Christ in our everyday life. And so um, we've, we've done baptism yeah. and now we've done uh the bible <laughs> right you know two very basic things but very complicated as well as uh, and now we're going to talk about the lord's supper right okay uh re- common things for all christians right right baptism the scriptures, scriptures yeah. uh and now the lord's supper uh so i got i got a little joke about a, a four-year-old in church i love kids in church you know because they speak the truth more than adults, it seems like. So there's a yes, kid in mine, church. Mine in particular. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's a four-year-old in church, and when the uh, when the, the juice and the, the bread was passed for communion, he was very interested in it, or when it was offered, and he started to, to grab for it. His mother leaned, old, uh, leaned over and told him he wasn't old enough to, to partake in communion. Now, this okay. didn't happen in our church, because right. we wouldn't say that, and we're, right. we might talk about that right. later. So she told him, you're not old enough to partake partake in that partake is a funny church word by the way uh yeah we don't (laughs) use that often outside the church but anyway so later then of course in the service you know what else was passed a collection plate so a collection plate comes by and and his mother had given him a quarter to put in there and and the collection plate came by and he ignored it and uh let it pass by you know passed it by without putting the money in and his mother tried to coax him into giving his quarter and he says hey if i can't eat i'm not paying (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't eat. I'm not paying. Like uh, <laughs> so it's interesting to me as somebody who welcomes kids to the table, and I even welcome unbaptized people to the communion table, which is a minority view within Christianity. And I don't want to make our whole topic today about that. But it's interesting to me that we never say that about the offering. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you're not baptized. Don't give your money. Yeah. Or you're a kid. Don't give your money. Oh, we think it's a good habit. We think it can teach you things. So definitely give your money. <laughs> and shouldn't we, if we rightly introduce the Lord's Supper and rightly teach it to them, even if they aren't baptized, if they're learning what the, the bread and the cup mean mm. and they're considering who they, it points to, I think kids and unbaptized people should be invited because it forces them to look and to consider what Jesus Christ really did for them. So that may be just as uh, that joke slash story introducing our topic of what yeah, is the Lord's yeah. Supper and how do we practice it? Why is it supposed to be a basic essential of the Christian church? And and you're the preacher this week, Tim. So yeah, what yeah. are you going to do with this huge topic? Well, how are you yeah. going to tell us? <laughs> I'm uh, still trying to figure that out. Yeah, I, I, I thought I had a plan and then you and I were talking before I the podcast up, and I was like, there's so much I... 
so much more I could do. Well, well, and, and are you, how do I? How do uh, I? Where are you starting from? Are you starting from a scripture? Uh, well, I mean, we've got a couple different scriptures, yeah. and um, so there's we're going we're going to talk um, about in, Math, in Matthew's gospel in chapter twenty six where we have the telling of Jesus instituting the Lord's Supper. And then in 1 Corinthians, uh, we have Paul kind of explaining to the Corinthian church um, how the Lord's Supper was instituted okay. and that they should do it. Yeah. But then we're also going to look at some that's other... That's 1 Corinthians 11. That's 1 Corinthians 11. Right. And then if we're you're gonna, keeping score at home. Yeah. And then we're going to look, too, at some other scriptures, uh, even Old Testament, look at oh. ties to Passover. Oh, good. Um, yeah. And then... Uh, in the New Testament, as why well. would we do that, Tim? Why would you look? Why, how is it connected to Passover? Can you tell us briefly? Uh, I know. I'm just. I'm asking. <laughs> well, uh, so it brief was. It was the key word. Yeah, brief. <laughs> so it was Passover when Jesus uh, instituted the Lord's Boom. Supper. Boom. Okay. So there's a connection. So we'll look back. At, so it's got to be connected. So yes. we'll look back at what the Passover was about, and and so we can see the All connection. Right. I think. Cool. Um, and then also the looking, Passover involved blood, is what I heard. Yes, and there was the bread, blood too. of lamb. Yep. And yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. So good. You, you're such a good student of the Bible. And, uh, <laughs> well, uh, thank you, Tim. <laughs> I uh, feel very. Important. So that's. Uh, uh, so we'll be looking back to Exodus. We'll be um, uh, if if uh, Exodus twelve. Uh, we'll be looking a little bit in Deuteronomy. Uh, in the eighth chapter, if people want to look at these scriptures beforehand, they're they're kind of lengthy, so we won't read them all, but they're good background. Um, but then also in the New Testament, looking again in Acts and the formation of the early church and how how communion and the Lord's Supper was was practiced, okay. and, and using that to inform our practice uh, of the Lord's Supper today. Um, so there, yeah, okay. Cool. So, uh, are we going to take the Lord's Supper? We will. It's not and the first it's, Sunday. It's of not the, month. the first Sunday, which is kind of earth shattering, right? It's right. Like, oh, what are we going to do? But believe it or not, there are different practices, and some people, some churches, uh, practice this. You know, the formal partaking of communion every week. Yeah. Um, we do it uh, once a month, um, but we're going to. So we'll have communion two weeks in a row, which will be something. A little new for us. Yeah, we so. did that uh, one time in my time here. We did, I did a series where, and I don't know if you were here yet or not, where we did it three weeks in a row or no, four I weeks don't think in a row, so. and it was mainly like, you know, I think one week was the normal week, and then we surprised people, and we did it again, <laughs> and then we did it again. Uh, that was a few, obviously, a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, we didn't decide to. Um, to keep on doing it, obviously, but uh, you know, Bishop Place, uh, our service in Pullman, Washington. I was, I was there, of course, this Sunday, and uh, I didn't have communion with me, and um, I normally wouldn't have communion on the third Sunday there. We normally do it on the second Sunday there, and the right, second yeah. Sunday was canceled because of snow, and then I was in a rush uh, yesterday, and I didn't get stuff together, and I honestly thought about it on the way, and thought there's there's no time at this point. But what was really cool was a couple of the regular attenders said, are we going to have uh, communion mm -hmm. this week? That I think we Christians, we we want to 
have it together. We want to celebrate and remember. And um, and I told him we'll have it next week. Tim's going to bring it mm-hmm. because it connects to the sermon. Right, right. So um, so I apologize for. So we would we could have had it there two weeks in a row if I was on my game, but but I wasn't. Yes. So. Well, you still could do it two weeks in a row, you know, because there's nothing saying that you couldn't do but, it. But you know that yeah, there's an issue know, there's of the a, first Sunday of the month there, but we won't, <laughs> yeah, get, into we won't get into that. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, do you think, Tim, or do you want to show your cards here, that that it is mainly a, a practice of remembering, or what do you think we're mainly doing, um with communion is it you know obviously it's a part of our worship uh but h- how do you, how do you describe it when you talk to your kids about it or somebody new to the faith um yeah well that's a good question and um you know it's it's interesting because if you look at that text i like to go i like to go to the scripture to help me understand and inform what i believe uh, of course, I think that's a good practice. Um, and in Matthew's gospel, when uh, Jesus is instituting the Lord's Supper, he takes a bread and he breaks it and he says, take and eat, this is my body. And then he takes a cup and he says, "This uh, drink of this, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for you and for many. But then in that first Corinthians text, where when Paul is talking about communion uh, or the Lord's Supper, he says, for I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you. And then he goes on to explain and he says, uh, he says that, and when he had given thanks, he broke the bread and gave it to the disciples saying, uh, take and eat, this is my body, do this in remembrance of me. Mm. And in the same way, he takes the cup and says, do this in remembrance of me. So it's clearly an act of remembering. at least as practiced by the early church, and that should inform how we practice today. Um, and it's this remembering of what Jesus did for us um, and, and the cost. And then it also informs, uh, I think that informs how we live each day too, you know, remembering what Jesus did for us, um, that we, uh, it, it, uh, it tells us about who we are, um, what about who God is, about his love for us. And, and it also teaches us to and instructs how we should treat one another and, and, and live our lives in this world um, because he did that not just for me, but for you and, mm-hmm. and for our, our, our friends, our, our, the people we worship with, our, our neighbors, and, and, and people even who don't know him yet. Okay, um, yeah. So I don't know if that, I think that mostly yeah, answers your it question. It does, it does. Let, let me uh, ask uh, another question. When when Jesus says, I think he says in Matthew 26, Paul quotes Jesus in that 1 Corinthians 11 passage uh, with these same words, uh, and it gets translated in the English, English as, this is my body. Mm-hmm. So Jesus in Matthew 26 says, take, eat, this is my body. And... Uh, and then he said, drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of my covenant, which is mm-hmm. poured out for me. So he seems to be saying, this is, you know, right. this is the blood of the, co- the my covenant, or this is my body, take and eat. Or where Paul then says, this is my body, which is for you. He, that's Paul quoting Jesus. Right. Uh, so then after that, in 
Corinthians, he says, remember it. So do you think with Jesus saying that, Paul quoting Jesus, that that means Jesus is saying, like, this bread is my physical body? Are you going to get into that? That This is a well, big you know, there are question and discussion within Christianity and the different denominations. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of different, yeah, <laughs> different views about that, right? Right. And uh, it will not... I think we'll we'll probably acknowledge that there's some different views, but not get too deep in the weeds on okay. that. Um, probably a good approach. <laughs> yes, because you know, I, I think, do I reveal my personal opinion? I think maybe there's been a little bit too much taken from those words, is my personal opinion. Okay. I, I I see what some uh, some of the church traditions have done in terms of how they're interpreting that. Um, but also if you look at the other texts where like in Luke, Luke and Acts, where they talk about as a remembrance, it, it doesn't seem to hold quite the same meaning. Okay. Um, but I'm not, I think, you know, people, they I mean, can believe that it's okay. It's okay. I mean, <laughs> I don't and, have a strong and, argument and against Jesus it. Does and that, and Jesus I mean, does that. I mean, if he does that in our church, he's doing it not because I'm serving it. It's yeah. because he's somehow doing something. Yeah, it has nothing powerfully to do with us, and so. miraculously. I don't. I will just show my cards. I yeah. don't like it when the church says we can control the body and blood yeah. of Christ yeah. through these elements. Mm, yeah. You know, and I think there's a bad history of that. We don't need to get into that. But uh, you know that because I'm of this. I'm ordained or something that when I pray over the bread in a special way, yeah, it be it's if you take it into yeah, your body, yeah. it's transformed. I, you know, I I think uh, there's some real danger to that. But if God somehow does something mystical through the bread and somebody, I can't stop Jesus or God, you know, from doing what He wants Amen. to do. Um, yeah, the the remember word. I heard somebody talk on this a long time ago, and I've used it slash stolen it, whatever you want to say, but. That I guess the old English understanding of remember and why we use it with knowledge, um, the the old understanding of it is right there in the parts of the word. It's you know member like your members, your uh, not just your congregation has members, but your body part your body parts are members of your body, and to remember is to to take what has been dismembered in a sense or not membered together, and to put it together. Mm. So to put the pieces together again, mm -hmm. and it's interesting that we are, we are taking pieces, pieces of bread, sips of a cup, and by taking pieces of the picture, we are putting the picture back together again. We are remembering, and that is what our our brain does too all the time. It 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 takes bits of the whole. And it puts together to help us uh, remember an event of the past. Mm. Like, oh, I remember yeah. a song that was there. I remember a person that was, okay, now I'm putting it all together. Mm -hmm. And yeah. and I think uh, for the Christian, um, Jesus giving us this wonderful gift of the Lord's Supper, it's like, okay, a lot of crap is going on in your life, a lot of difficult stuff, uh, but put it all back together. Remember who you are. Remember what Jesus did for you. And then that brings together all kinds of stuff. Like, oh yeah, I'm a love forgiven child of God. His blood was shed for me. He died for me. Um, you know, and um, so do this in remembrance. I think that's just deep, deep personal application there. I'm interested to, interested to see how you will explore that. Yeah. We're running out of time today. We, but, we are. But uh, 
you're going to have plenty of time Sunday. <laughs> yes. uh, but keep it keep it to 30 minutes or less. Okay. Cause, uh, <laughs> I can't take my own advice. But, 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 but we, we have, have a meeting have on Sunday. So, on. yeah, yeah, it's going to be tough. Like and, uh, I know, I was, I'd hate I'm, to leave your circle. Like, I got to go, Tim. I got to go, Tim. Yeah, I know. That's going to be a bit of a challenge because we do have that constraint. Uh, of that meeting between the services, so yeah, are you going to yeah, talk okay. about uh, the practice of communion, or was it communion uh, with the the resurrected Jesus on the road to Emmaus? Um, uh, well, that was one of those things that was yeah. as we were talking about before the service. I hadn't intended on talking about it yeah. at this point, but. You're gonna look at it, but I'm maybe. gonna look at that again, and yeah. I mean, there's just so much, yeah. you know, like yeah. we were talking about. Yeah. Um, you know, Dr. Revis Charles, he's a, he, he did something masterful and I, I don't want to, I don't think I'm capable of, of, of tackling don't worry, God the is capable. subject <laughs> as well as he When does. you are weak, he is strong, man. Yes, well, thank you for yes, all Yes, I would those, be worried yeah. if you're like, I'm going to use all my resources, all the resources and beat Charles' sermon. No, it's like, oh, there's, this topic is so big, you yeah. know, and, and so I want to, I want to help us see communion for for what it is and what it can be mm-hmm. um and, and as our series is is trying to focus us to see how does this basic thing fuel fuel us and our passion and the way that we're living for Christ today um and so i'm not going to be able to tackle every single right. instance in scripture or every different belief about communion uh, but I want to do a fair job to kind of introducing some of those questions, and they may be unresolved. Okay. And 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 maybe yeah. that's a good thing, and it gives people an opportunity to continue the discussion yeah. outside of the sermon, or to go, you know, maybe it piques their interest a little bit, and they want to go um, investigate that on their own further. But um, there's a lot here to consider. I so. think making us think about these essentials of our faith is the point of this series. So if your sermon makes them think about you know, what are my attitudes when I approach communion? Have, have I really been thinking about what it is and, and why why the, the Lord gave it to us as a gift? Um, uh, you know, um, those are the things I hope I get to think about yeah, yeah. this Sunday. So, well, I hope so. Yeah. 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 I'm looking forward yeah. to it. And, and I would say preaching away too, uh, and God will help you, Tim, oh, yeah. that, that kids can understand. Because yeah. I yeah. really think this is a topic I'll topics you know we want to see kids come to faith too but uh, well christ isn't just for adults he's right. for everybody Amen. and how do we christ is yeah just we need for to adults. communicate Get that in a, on a t-shirt that's awesome yeah, communicate, a communicate in a way that 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 um that all people can see jesus amen so yeah okay well, well that's about all the time we have so yeah. um, i want to thank you all for listening and, and bearing yeah. with us through this this has been tim and bearing Corey. with us yeah. <laughs> 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 There were some sections where I wasn't sure I was very clear. So, oh, I uh, think you were. But thanks for listening, and uh, we've had a great time here on the podcast, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Have a blessed week.